When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome into Purple Access, part of the Purple Daily family, of course, here on Score North. Declan, yours truly, Judd, and Chip Scoggins wearing his Tennessee uh, pullover. And you know what, Chipper? That provides us good old Rocky Top, a perfect place to start. What do you make of the more and more mock drafts that we are seeing uh, that are sending Hendon Hooker to the Vikings at 23. Are you calling subterfuge, which is what I think it might be, or are you calling reality? Yeah, it's weird because I saw another one today. I think CBS uh, was the one I saw today. That That's like that four happened. then. That, yeah, I've seen three because it's what, McShay? Mc, yep. Uh, and uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, I think, was the first one. Um, yep. These guys are clearly talking and hearing things. Um, it sounds like they're – at the very least, they're doing a lot of homework. So I don't know if they're on, on quarterbacks. I don't know if these guys are putting two and two together and saying, well, the top four guys are probably going to be gone and Hooker's going to be there. Or are they really hearing that they're doing a lot of work, uh, background on Hooker? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's subterfuge or if there's really something to it because it's, it's, uh, because it's so fascinating what their approach is going to be with cousins. Yes. I'm not convinced that, um, that this is going to be the last year for cousins. I, I think there's a possibility, two things that, that sometime before the start of the season, I don't think the team's going to go up to three years or four years, but at some point maybe cousins says, okay, can we do an extra year? So two years, or they get to the end of this year and say, you know, cousins say, let's, do another year. Um, so it's so fascinating what to do, but I'm a big Hendon Hooker fan. I mean, I, I make no bones about that. Um, what he did for Tennessee football the last few years and this year specifically, uh, you can't overstate. And and how beloved he is in that state right now for what he did. How much do you think that his success was a product of an of an offense that is really well coached? Yeah, that's the one thing I don't know. Like character, teammate, uh, leadership, A plus. I mean, he is beloved by coaches, players, teammates, uh, people in the school, fan. I mean, just he's everything you want from a quarterback in that regard. Good athlete. The age doesn't bother me at all one bit. Um, the ACL, assuming that's okay, that that doesn't bother me. But I just the system is so unlike anything you see at the NFL level. I mean, you just don't see that. And so right. I think it's unfair when you say guys are only good because of a system. 
because I don't think that's fair to them. But but you also can't. You also have to acknowledge that hey, that system is pretty quarterback friendly, and it it really puts. Uh, and he ran it well. I mean, he ran it great. I mean, he loves the deep ball, and he you know he took advantage of it. But it's just so different than NFL offense, Judd. That I don't know. I mean, it, it would take a smarter NFL or a smarter football person than me to me to know how that all how his skills would translate to an NFL offense. Because he's got the tools, right? He's got the arm. Yes. He's got the so. Yeah. So it's not a tools pr- problem. It's an, an actual. How, how is it going to translate now? Because obviously, with the Vols, he played in in a system in which he was incredibly successful. But you can't, to your point, and you're exactly right. You can't coach it up that much. You you can certainly coach things up, but in this league, you can't coach it up to that degree. No, and the things that he they asked him to do are totally different than what an NFL offense is going to ask him to do. And so that's. In terms of reads and all the different things, and the, just the way, you know, the routes that they ran. I mean, Tennessee spread it out so far. I mean, they were literally sideline to sideline, and and uh, you know, trying to snap it every nine seconds. And he did it great. And he throws a really pretty deep ball. Um, that's the he took advantage of, of defenses that were scrambling. So I just I just don't know how. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, you know, caution or whatever the word you want to use. I have, and and again that's up to the football guys to decide. And they, and they probably, you know, they can't guarantee it, you know, right. that they, they know better than me what translates and what doesn't. So Chipper, you touched on uh, a, a thing as far as the quarterback goes, that I think translates to the entire thing or entire team. And it's something that I can't decide when, when you talk about, you know, it's going to be so in, interesting to watch the, the track here of cousins and what the Vikings decide with him. I think that goes to the entire team. Yeah. Do you have any idea or clue? And by the way, just to be clear, I like what they're doing. It's very clear they're doing a lot of work on things. It's very clear that I don't think that there's just like one set plan. But what's your what's your uh, summarization of what this team is doing and like what it thinks of itself for, let's say, 2023? Because that's the one well, thing I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just for this year? I mean, I, I don't just think for, they... like where they're tracking it, it, to. Yeah, I mean, they they do not want to go into three, four years more with Cousins. I mean, they don't want to lock into that. Um, it's clear. I mean, I think Cousins would sign that today if they, you know. Um, the fact that they appear willing to just say, all right, this is it. We're going to play this year out. Uh, tells me that they are pivoting to a new plan. Um, I don't think they want to have a rookie starter quarterback. So that that's... But this is probably going to be uh, talking out of both sides. I don't; they don't want to have a rookie starter, but I don't think they're married to drafting a quarterback this year. Which, which would open up to, and we might roll our eyes at this. I don't think they'd be opposed to a bridge quarterback. You know, a, a two or three year bridge quarterback if they have to draft a quarterback next year. Um, mm. We've been down that path so many times. You know, Judd, and Case Keenum got into the NFC Championship, but if you're starting over and turning the page, you want to just start over and turn the page, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, so um, I, I don't I don't think they're wedded to having to take a guy this year. Um, but it just feels like, Judd, there's five different ways they could go with this. Yes. Including have Cousins play it out this year and then re-sign him again next year to, you know, a one-year deal or something. Which I wouldn't dismiss. Now, here, so here's my question, though. 
So, like, I think you and I think of, of this in, in a traditional football executive way, right? Like, we've covered teams, and and while they do some silly things at times, like, it's not hard to deduct where the strategy came from. Yeah. Do you, do you think there's a chance here? Because you're dealing with a GM who's got a very different background. You know, it's a Wall Street guy and crazy. Um, and he certainly thinks differently. Like he trades in the division. He doesn't care about that. Yeah. And O'Connell is a quarterback guy. Do you think we're dealing with a team that might say, because what scared Rick was, oh, ponder, didn't work. I'm in trouble now. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you think we're dealing with a coaching staff and a, and a GM who might say, we just need to take shots. And like, if we, if we get it right, we're settled on a franchise QB for a, a extended duration of contract control which is fantastic so instead of like a bridge guy do you think that they would just start to take shots i'm not saying do things stupid but i yeah. am saying well, identify guys well i i think i think um they along with everybody else is enamored with having a cheap quarterback or, or cheap a quarterback on a rookie deal that's cheap. i mean that's that yeah i mean that's that's gold that's nfl gold if you can do that and i think there's that you know not just them, but around the league, it's like, man, if you can find that, <laughs> if you can find that guy's on a rookie deal for five years, you're gonna you're gonna be able to put all that money somewhere else and really build out a team. And if he can, if he's good enough to come in and really help you, you know, get in the playoffs and go deeper, then I mean, I think everybody's enticed by that. And so, as much as yeah, taking shots, but I think it's just, boy, wouldn't it be nice if you could have a quarterback on a rookie deal? Think about all the other stuff you could do with this massive deal you have coming for Justin Jefferson and right. the left tackle is going to need a big, Darius is going to need a big tackle or a big contract here soon. Yep. Um, and so I, I think that's the, that's the allure for him. I also think that in Quasi's case, I don't think he's going to think of the draft like we do, which is, Oh my God, I missed yeah. on a guy. Like, I, I mean, a guy from wall street is going to see the draft like a trader would. And yeah. so, so like I do, I don't think they're going to perceive the failure of draft picks, which, which the Wills might disagree with them, but I don't think they're going to perceive it as big of a swing and a miss as people like you and I do. Well, Judd, remember, did you watch the video after the draft last year that they produced and yep. where he's basically telling Mark Wolf, this is what we're going to do. We're going to trade with the Lions. We're going to trade all the way back. And I'm sure Mark Wolf was like, huh? What? We're doing what? I mean, everybody, that's what everybody was, but to him, it was like made total sense because of the, you know, the analytics, the, the Wall Street background, whereas the football traditional traditionalists were like, what is he doing? So, you know, I think I think you're right. I think he's he's going to be unconventional um, and in the way he approaches it. And, and I don't think he's going to look at things the, the same way that we all, you know, have been accustomed to. The Vikings in last year's draft did not make one pick where they were scheduled to. Is he traded everyone? out of every slot, which goes which back we, to that. I mean, and it drove us crazy with, you know, his first pick. Like, you know, we were all so tired of Spielman's trading back, trading back, trading yes. back. He does it, you know. But but I, I think it's – his was so unique because he traded within division and, you know, traded back. And, you know, I think we were all just like, what are you doing here? Um, so, no, he, I, I don't think he's – you know, I think he looks at the draft a totally different – vantage point than than you know Spielman did or other GMs might um so it'll, it'll be interesting to see I think I mean as I look at this Judd let's take the quarterback position out mm-hmm. which they've got to figure out um 
I mean, I think wide receiver or secondary corner are your two spots that you have to. I know a while back I was saying offensive line, defensive line, you guys bolster that. So I guess I wouldn't be surprised there. But to me, the wide receiver and and and, uh, and corners are where you really have to – they still have to get more guys and, and upgrade the talent there. I think with uh, Byron Murphy Jr. being signed from the Cardinals, I think the needs now, if they stay to 23, go wide receiver, cornerback, interior defensive line. Defensive line, yeah. Um, yeah. But but you know what? I think he trades back. They got five picks. He's going to want more picks. I don't blame yeah. him. I think yeah. they trade back. Yeah, because if if you if you look at it, it's like those three positions, we're still going to get a, a good player. I mean, those three are, I think, at the top of everyone's what everybody would say. You're probably still going to get a guy you covet if you trade back, right? Um, and so they they need more picks. They need to you know get build more depth in the roster. So I, I agree. I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he trades back. How? What's your confidence at uh, going back to cornerback? What's your confidence there now? So it sounds like Murphy Jr. <laughs> might play outside. He might start outside, but then move inside in the nickel. And, and you know, Booth will, you know, Ed, Evans will get a chance. Booth will get a chance. But, yeah, I'm with you. Like, you look at the depth chart. They need bodies. Yeah. They just well, need bodies there. And here's the thing. It's like, uh, do you trust Booth can stay healthy? No, are you worried about? Zero. Are you worried? Evans had three concussions. Is it, Very worried. I mean, so I mean, you can be optimistic about those guys, but you also have to acknowledge that okay, there's this other thing that they haven't been available. So um, Murphy was an absolute must uh, signing, but I don't feel very confident at all with just because of the the question marks that they have there. So I think they need. I think they need another veteran, Judd, and I think they need a high draft pick there. Yeah, so you, so they, they don't have – as of now, they don't have a second-round pick. My, my guess is he's going to trade back, try to get a second get one. possibly, and take a receiver and a corner. Yeah. Because the, the corner class is pretty stacked. Yeah, um, and, and – That's just my guess. And I th- yeah, and I – you know, if you stayed, you know, at 23 – I'm guessing Joey Porter is gone, right? He's, I he's, think so. I, I don't think. If you're looking at wide receiver, I mean, Jordan Addison, uh, my guy Jalen Hyatt is a speed burner from Tennessee. Um, he, I think he'll be there still. So you could stay there and get a, a, you know, a high-end player, but I agree if you could trade back and still get a defensive tackle or whatever and add a, you know, another pick or two, then that's, I think that's the way you have to go. What buzz have, have you heard about where uh, John Michael Schmitz from the golfers is going now. Cause I still, they're, they're not going to take him, but I still no. think that, that kid's going to be a really good pro. Yeah. I saw one mock draft that had him first rounder at, at uh, early second. Um, I mean, obviously a top 50 guy. Um, right. So I haven't seen him in every first round mock draft. I, I think he, more of them put him at, you know, high second rounder. So, but he's going to be, you know, He's going to be a 10-year center in the NFL. Like, I saw him uh, to the Giants in one mock draft. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a starter from day one. He's going to be a long time. He's just – he's a really, really good player, you know. He is – Um. yeah. It, the thing I like about him is he is he seems like a tough dude as well. Tough. He's like, very which is tough. What, that's what I want. In that interior line, I want guys that uh, that basically to <laughs> just go, just go. Yeah. You know, Hutch. Hutch was the greatest. Because he yeah. was just so nasty on game day. 
Yeah, I mean, he's obviously, I mean, you know, until they resign Bradbury, people were like, ah, be, be a pick here. But um, yeah, he's he's tough and he's really smart, just a great leader. Um, I think, you know, I, I, you know we're, we're talking wide receiver and corner. I think they got to focus on that defensive line, too. I mean, yeah, interior really, defensive line for sure. And I don't know that they're going to have the money to address it outside the draft. Do you? I mean, because that, that position no. is such a premium, you know? Well, pre- speaking of premium, like, look at those mock drafts. What are the two positions that jump out? Quarterback, edge rusher. Yep. You know, everybody's trying to get that edge rusher because it's so expensive in free agency. And they've got three, you know, they got three potentially now, right? Hunter. Yeah. Zadarius Smith, but I don't know if he's back or not. That's sort of weird. What is, yeah, what is going there? And then Davenport. Yeah. Uh, I think they're trying to trade Zadarius Smith. Now here, but but yeah. here's the thing, and we continue to talk about this, and I've seen uh, things pop up here and there, but it's going to become an issue post-draft is Daniel Hunter's contract. Yeah. Like, speaking of paying him, they're going to have to pay him. Like, he's not going to yeah. play on that contract. That contract was designed for him not to yeah. play in 23. Yeah. I mean, it was written as such that yeah. you have to address it again, you know, this offseason. Um, yeah, I mean, that's going to have to be addressed. And I assume they're still trying to trade Dalvin Cook? I think so. I mean. It's looking more and more like he's probably gone, in which, you know what, is absolutely fine. And that's I'm probably fine. a draft night a draft night thing, I would assume. Yes. Um, and so that'll, uh, you know, he, him and Zedarius are the two that you really wonder of that group that we talked about going into Raptor season, you know, where these guys can be back. So, yeah, but Daniel, I mean, you're going to have to, uh, I don't know how contentious that one will be. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. It's been really, really quiet. I feel like by now, previously with with, uh, with Rick here, that the Hunter thing became an issue much quicker. But yeah, I might be wrong. But it definitely became an issue, and think so about, far it is not. Yeah, but but think about how weird the conversation is because you know previously he's coming off two injuries where he yep. missed a lot of time. So you're like, okay, but he was on this historic arc, you know. Then he plays in the system where. I don't know if he was a bad fit for it or just never felt comfortable with what they're asking him, but he wasn't the same until late in the season. It didn't feature him. That's what I would say. Yeah. And he was, he still had a good year. Yeah. Like analytics wise. Yeah. He had but, a good it, year. but he, but, but it wasn't the impact that you thought or that they were used to. Yes. Pre injuries. Right. And so that's where, you know, maybe he comes back and maybe that's, you know, he tells him that it's like, Hey, you know, I was, used in the wrong fashion or whatever. So, um, but I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what the market is for him or what that contract's going to look like, but I, I think he's definitely a guy that you want because I still think used properly feature. Like you said, he's a, he's a game changer. Yes. Yes. And, and the good thing I thought in 22 was, was that he showed that he was back. Like he didn't, sure. you know, Z, Z, Z slowed down. He got the knee problem. He had what one sack in the last X amount of games, a long, long stretch of games. Yes. Yeah. The deal I thought health wise looked really, yeah. really pretty damn good. 
yeah, I mean, it, that's the thing. It's like you saw it at the end of the last, or, you know, second half of that season. You're like, okay, this is what Daniel, you know, you see those that burst and that speed off the edge. So, um, so yeah, they still have a lot of, you know, this roster still needs a lot of construction. <laughs> yeah, it still does. Needs a lot of, you know, that's a, like, that's yes, intriguing. They, I mean, they, yeah, they, they did the, you know, the, the obvious ones or mm-hmm. the high profile ones, but they still, I mean, they have some, you know, some positions that need uh, clear work right now. But that comes back to my question. What are their intentions? Like, like they're, they're not just caught by surprise right now. Like, Oh my God, we forgot to get a cornerback. You know, yeah. like this is, they, this strikes me as the people that run the franchise now are very deliberate. And so like, there's a plan here and there's a thought process and, to what you just said, the roster still ha- having to get so much more depth and help. I wonder if the plan is, hey, you know what, 23, we might take a step back a little bit because they're not going to rebuild. Like, there's no, no. reason to. But, no. yeah, a reset in 23, and you could still win some games, but then 24, it starts to take off potentially with a different quarterback. Well, that's that's the weird thing is, like, you know, at some of these positions you're resetting and you're – you're, you know, bringing in some youth. But you still have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback and Justin Jefferson as your wide receiver. And, and I know. you know, you bring you bring back Harrison Smith and um, you're probably going to, you know, you have these still some high-end talent. So it's not like you're just gutting the roster and rebuilding. That's not mm-hmm. at all. So it, it is um, – but it, it does feel like uh, this is Quasey starting to put his – fingerprints on this roster and what he wants to look like going forward and O'Connell as well and, and O'Connell I, and Kevin O'Connell yeah. and I feel like the the offense should be in better shape um they disappeared for enormous stretches of games which you know and still I, I think they, they were what eighth in scoring something like that yeah yeah you know eight, yeah. uh but they should be top five and and yeah. and I think I think what we're seeing is moves made that aren't sexy moves but they are made to so O'Connell can do more things. Yeah. I felt like I felt like he went into his bag of tricks early, and then that was sort of it, and the party was done. I don't think the party should be done at that point. I think it should be getting well, started. And that's where I mean, you know, you start with Jefferson and, and Hawkinson, but if you add that number two receiver, a speedy guy, Correct. take the on top the other off, side, maybe. and that's and that's why I wonder if 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 they're at twenty three and one of those guys that they really like is sitting there. As much as you want to trade back, you say, you know what? Let's just take this pick. Let's take this wide receiver. Let's plug him in opposite JJ, and you know we'll figure out the picks, you know, later on. But O'Connell um, might. Yeah, I mean that's where you know. Uh, I think if you can add that that second receiver, then that offense can get into a top five. You know, and mm-hmm. you have a full year with with Hawkinson and not just throwing him in midstream. So, yeah, I don't. You know, the offensive line's going to be fine, I think. I mean, we know Bradbury. We know, you know, um, it's not a great offensive line, but it's better than what it has been. Um, defensive line, I have my concerns. Secondary, I have big concerns. Which leads me to my next question. We are assuming, I think, and look, Ed Donatel, I think, was a disaster for the most part, so that's fair. But to what you brought up, earlier we are assuming that brian flores is going to come in and wave a magic defensive wand and yeah. change all 
what what's your realistic expectation? Because yes, you know what? A different scheme I think can feature uh different players. Hunter, for instance, Harrison Smith, for instance. But yeah. how much do you think he can fix this thing just through being him? Well, it wasn't it, as much as we want to conveniently dump on Donatel and he I was, did, you know, I, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a personnel matter, too. Yep. And um, but I think look, it's going to be better. It can't be worse, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> it can't be worse. I mean, hopefully not. There are some. Play- they they actually could fall a couple of spots and be dead last in the league in a few more places. No, I I think you know you'll see it. Obviously, going to be more aggressive, and, and you know, I just think there's going to be. Now they may give up some big plays because of that, but I I think it's going to be you're also going to make more things happen positive by being aggressive that way. So, but, uh, you know, linebackers. That's what I was going to ask you. Awesome. Be young. Needs to be good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they talked a lot about him glowingly behind the scenes, but haven't really seen, you know, a lot of them. Um, you know, defensive line, I think interior need to get better there. And then, yep. um, so, I, I mean, I think it'll be better, but I don't think this is a quick fix. I don't think, like, one year they make this dramatic improvement defense. I, I mean, if he, if they are, you know, give that give Brian Flores a raise and wish him or, – or wish him good luck on nope, his, he'll, he'll be his, his head coaching job. He'll be yeah. gone. See you later. Bye. <laughs> when he's getting his head coaching job, tell him things on the way out the door because um, they, they have a lot of work to do to improve. Great stuff, Chip Scoggins. Talk to you soon. Thank you very much for joining us. All right, brother. We'll see you.